0: And welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of the website, NARC Troopers, where you'll find tons and tons of resources to help you on your recovery journey. Today's topic is fear and loathing in narcopath land. (laughs) It's a little twist on that fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Remember that movie? uh about hunter thompson had johnny depp yeah that one so we're talking about fear and loathing in narcopath land kind of like las vegas Mm, sort of uh i guess they love you and they love you not wow you know my ex-husband loved movies about alternate realities whether in space or drug-induced dimensions of altered perception He enjoyed films like Waking Life and 2001 Space Odyssey because of the mind bending ideas that pushed the supernatural world of the unknown. He was curious, too curious for his own good, and his imagination allowed him to conceive art that uh, held pieces of a warped illusion, both fact and fiction, beauty and horror, the concrete and the delusional, all in one stroke of the pen or brush. It was a movable feast, the art he would create because of how his mind was quite exceptionally neurodivergent. The paradox was, um, that was transferred to his perception of me, was that um you know i was just the unconventional wife who also colored outside the lines um, i was like you know it was a dichotomy consisting of faux kindness coupled with profound contempt that's how he felt about about me um throughout many years of marriage i always i always loved him while sometimes hating him for the things that he did But how does a narcopath, which is a um, psychopath narcissist hybrid, you know, all psychopaths are narcissists, but not all narcissists are psychopaths. In fact, most of them are not. Um, But again, these things are on a spectrum. So you could be primarily narcissistic personality disorder. With like a little sprinkling of psychopathy or sociopathy or something like that in there with it. It's all cluster B. They're all in the same category in the DSM. So they have some overlapping features for sure, but they are different. There's some distinguishing features as well. So I'm going to combine those and say that that he, you know, that term narcopath would really be talking about the uh, narcissist who possesses psychopathic strong psychopathic tendencies um you know they can have comorbidities that's a thing right the comorbidities um so so how does the that person that has uh that is the psychopath narcissist hybrid how do they feel about their partner um yeah Well, I think that it can be best described as a kind of false love and constant loathing. (laughs) Yeah, false love and constant loathing. The mercurial nature of love and hate with a narcissist is just insane. Um, Idealization and contempt are both baked into every relationship with a cluster B disordered person. They don't have something called object constancy or emotional attachment, sort of like um, out of sight, out of mind. And this problem with object relations also means they cannot conceive how you can love somebody and be angry or disappointed with them at the same time because they can't hold those two things at once. It's either one or the other for the disordered kind of person it's all black and white good or bad but never both at the same time without all of these gray variances of layered adult relationships you know you're always either friend or foe ever watch a small child suddenly throw down their favorite toy and turn to another one that has caught their attention in that instant They forget their other toys and the fact that they even ever existed. Now, all attention is on the new shiny object in front of them. Well, a person with narcissistic personality disorder has the same emotional depth as that three to four year old. Um, That's how they experience the world. Bouncing around between utter fascination and sheer boredom always thinking someone else has something better always abandoning one thing for the next thing for that something else just because of the novelty of it all right Uh, imagine that mindset in a 30 40 even 50 or 60 year old Uh, not a good thing this type of behavior is dangerous especially when their toys and playmates assume that they are dealing with a fully formed and functioning adult. Sadly, that's not the case. Simpering and fawning lick spittles. <laughs> I love words and I study words. I'm an English teacher uh, is what I do most of the hours of the day. And um, simpering and fawning lick spittles is something that I looked up. As far as like antiquated words go um so let's talk about that the persona with narcissistic personality disorder uses false charm and feigned interest to bamboozle their targeted prey and groom them for fuel or also known as supply lick spittles is a fawning flatterer (laughs) yes like a suck up um they are uh so that's um a new word for you a lick spittle lick spittle a fawning flatterer a toad eater <laughs> a toad eater is a fawning obsequious parasite like a brown noser who seeks the approval of some powerful person by metaphorically placing their nose up their anus boot lickers suck ups sycophants uh willy Hwa is a deceitful flatterer er, <laughs> the willy Hwa. the apple polisher tuft hunter one is one that seeks association with persons of title or high social status all words that come to mind when thinking about how the narcissist prostrates himself or herself to get the fuel or supply that they cannot live without. They're willing to to do this, to to be that um, -er, flatterer the suck-up, you know, that guy. They're willing to do that, and they do it really well, and they're very charming while they're doing it. So it's usually pretty effective. See, they have no morals, ethics, standards, values, conscience, empathy, guilt, remorse, decency, or honor so that they will manipulate, seduce, exploit, love bomb, flirt, and even prostitute themselves to get what they want. And that does not always involve human trafficking. You can prostitute yourself by selling out your values and just adopting someone else's, even though they're not truly yours, in order to achieve something that you're trying to to get or do or have um so that's not good um well okay what do i say imagine how how far you could go in life if you truly gave zero you know what about anyone else and were a hundred percent motivated by selfish and childish desires i think you'd go pretty far right um you can never trust that what you see is what you're gonna get or if the words they say are all lies half-truths, tiny lies, white lies you know like maybe they're um, just complete fiction and confabulation Um, if they don't know what is real and they live in some alternate reality how can you decipher anything they have to say um or anything that they do how do you discern you talk about having discernment is a really good quality to have it's even they talk about having discernment in the bible how do you have that with someone who is such a flawless um liar and prevaricator you know how how do you spot that and and know that it's false it's really hard and i think that the whole reason that it that it's so hard to to notice or to figure out is because they believe it the person with NPD they believe their own um, fabricated convoluted rewritten history that they have created and they think that's real it's not like they know they're lying to you they don't know they're manipulating you they think it's the truth because they've gaslighted themselves um, yeah, I think that that's something. Now, maybe the psychopath is calculated and plans because they're goal-oriented. But the person with NPD, the narcissistic personality dis- personality disorder person, they're not premeditated, calculatingly um, gaslighting anybody. They gaslight themselves and believe their own stuff, and and they're just going around needing to feed and to because they're hungry and they're trying to get fuel and supply and it's it's not really about some um, achieving something or getting something like the psychopath does in a much more calculated kind of way so it's interesting to see these two mixed together and to see a narcissist that has psychopathic tendencies how does that go does that sort of uh make it to where they're less uh Believing their own stuff and that they have some awareness that they are um, doing something bad harming and and manipulating and exploiting other people like the psychopath has that awareness with with a uh, nurse with a with a um, psychopathic narcissist psychopathic narcissist would they be able to really know that they are believing things that are crazy or would they still deceive themselves and have other psychopathic qualities i don't know this is an interesting question i'm going to do more research and i'll get back with you on that so for now let's just say you know because they play by a completely different set of rules in a playbook that only exists in their imaginary world that the odds are stacked against you make no mistake parts of their fantastical world reach beyond any bliss or ecstasy you could ever hope to experience in the real world of grit and grime and yuckiness, right? But the price you pay to have that that trip to Never Never Land is one that really, I think you're going to have difficulty paying. It's, it's, it has a tremendous price. And so it's kind of like any dangerous things that are going to kill you, like drugs, You know, you may have some ecstasy and bliss after you inject that heroin or take that fentanyl, at least in the beginning, before you get addicted. And the only reason you're taking it is to stop the pain that you have. You're suffering pain so severe you have to keep taking it or you're in excruciating pain. But in the beginning, if you hurt that bad, you wouldn't take it a second time. Uh it's it's bliss, it's like it transports you to another world of, of really great things and that's why you keep using the drug and then you get addicted. And so it's the same way with the narcissist. Um they they do that to you. They transport you to this beautiful place that's like the Garden of Eden and then um and then you are cast out of it at some point. So just remember if it seems too good to be true it's because it is so let's talk about serial and selective amnesiacs for a minute narcissists and psychopaths both dissociate that means they erase memories a lot of them and a bunch of them are amnesiac because they they um their contact with the world and with uh, their world. And all of that is through a fictitious construct, the false self. They don't relate with the worlds directly. They simply don't remember about 80 to 90% of the relationship that they had with you, even if it lasted for decades because they are history revisionists and they blame shift uh, to other people. They cannot accept responsibility or consequences or culpability for any of their misdeeds and um, bad behavior, you know, ever, never. They can't. They create a brand new narrative that reinforces the fake mask that they wear and they play the victim to get pity and to make people believe that they're the ones that have had the abuse done to them and that you you are the one that's unhinged and crazy. You're the psychopath, not them. And uh, they do all this, you know, they play with their victim to get this pity and also to get in their panties. Yep, <laughs> that too. It's a great um, line, right? Um, cluster B individuals, the, your narcissist, sociopath, and psychopath have numerous things that are wrong with their brains for a number of different reasons. That is why they are mentally unwell and emotionally and psychologically deficient. They don't have a healthy, normal working brain. Um, They fill in all the gaps and holes in memory with these confabulations and fabrications that might contain small shreds of the truth or maybe even half truth. But the vast majority usually of their memory is false and it never even happened or it did happen and then they they don't remember it and um, it's like it never happened. So of all the painful parts of pairing with a cluster B disordered person, this lack of continuous memory is perhaps the most devastating for us because it feels like complete annihilation when they erase you and forget you and gaslight themselves into believing this false history that never happened that way. It invalidates every simple thing about the relationship and the things that you experienced in that relationship together. You don't even get to keep the integrity of memory. It was all a delusion and fantasy that simply disappears when it ends and such, um, such precious time just evaporates for nothing. So that's rough. And like the very young child who picks up the toy and then two seconds later forgets about it and becomes fascinated by another, the narcissist operates on a very limited capacity. Every relationship passes through the same cycle of abuse. They idealize you, they love bomb you, they become infatuated with you, they snapshot you, they internalize this image of you, and then they begin to devalue you, criticize you, pick at you, find faults with you, feel contempt for you, and then finally they discard you. They torpedo you, jettison you, vilify you, demonize you, smear you, and then abandon you. Then they replace you and repeat the process over and over again because they are incapable of self-reflection, accountability, remorse, or any kind of emotional empathy. They have cold empathy, but not emotional empathy. Throughout the relationship, they co-opted your brain through entrainment, hypnosis, energy transfer, shared delusion, and other predatory techniques. They envied you, so they stole those enviable traits from you and claimed them as their own. They never loved you. In any real sense of the word, while they temporarily thought they were in love in the initial stages, it was nothing more than a primary school infatuation or crush. Remember those? Fifth grade? (laughs) Stuff like that. They stole your identity. Fed from you to get fat and strong and then they kicked you to the curb after the first stage in the cycle their disgust and contempt continues to increase along with their boredom and their hunger for something new and fresh to conclude remember this the person with npd is a mentally ill emotionally deficient toddler with brain damage that pretty much sums it up right um none of their feelings are real or valid not really they are all a fiction an imaginary production and if you can just see them without the without the lens of trauma bonding peptide addiction, addiction neurochemical dysregulation and a broken heart if you could just see them without all those things you will see what they are And you will collect the shreds of hope and indignity that you might have left, and then you'll get far, far away. Try to figure out why you were vulnerable and stayed in this madness as long as you did. Work on yourself to ensure that you do not ever repeat such a nightmare again, and then forgive them for breaking you and leaving you for dead. They are predators, children, heartless, reckless, dangerous, deadly, and very, very sick. Don't look back. There's nothing back there for you now. For more resources, check out narctroopers.com. And blessings to all of you and a speedy recovery. Bye we